Welcome to the Birthing Your Book podcast, where we share this journey of experiencing full creative self-expression. I'm your host, Karen Hewson, book editor and coach for Soulpreneurs. And in this episode, I'm going to be sharing how I was invited to plan for 2023, and it freaked me the fuck out. (laughs) I have spent years of my journey, like the last three, four years of my journey, now that I'm in this intuitive-led, much more um, feminine-led and balanced way of working, I don't plan. I don't have, I don't annual plan, I don't quarterly plan, I barely monthly plan. I will plan my week. Sometimes I'll think about next week, but even then, even when I say, okay, these things for this week, these things for next week, what I'm really saying is these things for not this week, but I'm not ready to completely like let go of them. Uh, And then inevitably when next week comes, everything changes anyway. Um, And so I want to share about this invitation from the universe to plan for 2023 in a new way for me because I've experienced I'm going to tell you all about my experience with planning from the like hyper masculine like toxic productivity approach to annual planning down to the nth degree and then completely releasing that to really not plan at all um, to now landing where I have where I do have projects that I have committed to through the entire calendar year of 2023 and when that was first um, when I was first invited to do that uh, it freaked me out it triggered me and I was like I don't know how to plan in a healthy way I don't know how to plan in a divine masculine aligned way that both commits to projects like for me to feel safe committing to a project and knowing that so much changes that I I cannot fathom what things are going to be like in six months time because I am on this journey of creative self-expression I'm on this journey of growth and expansion I'm on this journey of pursuing um my dreams and visions and manifesting experiences better than I ever could have imagined. So like there's so much that I don't know and that I embrace not knowing. And so the idea when this was invited, like I was invited to this was like, how, how do I reconcile committing to these projects with also staying open, staying unattached in a in a healthy way that's going to support manifesting Um, how do I commit to these projects while also holding space for other things Um, while also allowing that it might not work out exactly the way we think these dates may not be hit or may not happen and that being okay so let me start back at the beginning That's the little intro. Um, This invitation came 
in the way of my beautiful client, Rose Totori, and her sexy paranormal romance book series, Nocturnal Hearts. Now, um, if you are not familiar, uh, Rose has been on the podcast a couple times already, one for her book, Soulpreneur, that made me a book editor, and for the first book in the Nocturnal Hearts series, Sweet Inferno. So we will link up those episodes so you can go back and take a look. The next book in Nocturnal Hearts is releasing 8th of March, 6th of March, early March. So um, take a look at that if sexy paranormal romance is your thing because highly recommend. Um, So Rose approached me and was saying, look, these are my plans for 2023. And actually what happened is off the cuff, she off the cuff mentioned in a voice message at some point about how she was looking to do four books in 2023. And I didn't latch on to that. Like previously, what could have happened when I wasn't as deconditioned or, or wasn't um, in as like healthier place with the like feminine flow is like I could have latched onto that and spiraled and first of all not talk to her about it and second of all being like how do I do four books in 2023 what does that even look like I've never done that many books before I've never committed to like anything recently past you know more than a month out and all the other times all the other evidences I have of when I've planned and committed to these things it always goes wrong and it always like I could have told myself all of these stories but I didn't pat myself on the back all I did was I kind of made a mental note I was like oh okay Rose is thinking about doing four books next year that's it and I just left it. And it was kind of just a thing, a piece of information in the back of my mind that wasn't yet um, timely to progress. There was no action that needed to be taken. It was a few months before the end of 2022. And so it was just a case of, yeah, she's thinking about this and she's mentioning it to me. OK, cool. Um, and then time time goes by. And then we get to the point of saying, right, She talks to me about, look, these are the plans for 2023. These are the release dates that I'm thinking about. These are the timeframes I'm thinking about. Um, And she essentially is the the bringer of the invitation uh, to say, how does this work for you? And that was when I was just like, first of all, whoa. (laughs) First of all, whoa. The invitation itself was, the thing that came to mind was, oh my God, I have to plan for 2023. And I did frame it as, this is an invitation for me to plan for 2023. Because like I said, I don't plan, haven't planned for the longest time. And so what I really, I'm going to navigate back to this point, but what I really had to navigate for myself was how do I take my history and my past experiences with planning? How do I, first of all, not make them mean anything about what I can do going forward? And secondly, how do I find a place that feels very aligned, that honors the feminine flow that honors divine timing that is a co-creation of the universe which I all of my beautiful clients are on the same page and um, work in this way as well which 
I'm, I'm not even going to say it helps. It is a requirement of working with me that you are either open to practicing or are, you know, working with this approach to um, to dates and to timeframes that we trust there is a beautiful divine timing for everything and that often we try to control things and sometimes you know the the timelines are meant to change or are meant to um, manifest in a different way for our benefit and for the best of everybody so I needed to say right at that invitation I I was open and I acknowledged, okay, how do I, the question was like, how do I find a way to plan for 2023 that honors where I'm at, that, that still is true to this, to me and to this approach of alignment, of aligned activity, of feeling into the energies, um, of trusting in divine timing, of co-creating with the universe. Like, how do I honor all of that? And also commit to a certain amount of projects through a calendar year. Like we still operate in the 3D world. We there, there is still money. There are still dates and times. Like dates and times are really useful for coordinating ourselves and like meeting up with people and to be showing up for the same projects at the same time and knowing what what to expect. Um so when when that invitation came through, like this is this is the uh, sort of mindset I went into it. It's like first of all, I could see that this was a big trigger for me. I could see that this was a holy crap. I don't know how to do this. And to be fair, it wasn't that I didn't know how to do this. It's that I have not done it in this way before. So again, my language was a little bit like limiting where I was like, I don't know how to do this. I actually navigated myself beautifully through so much of this. So I did know, I did know I had the capability, I had the knowledge inside of me, I had all of the times that I had practiced navigating different things um, previously on my path. Um, and you'll, I'll share with you the pattern, the, the oh my God, sorry, the pattern that, um, this followed, which is so similar to other areas of my life and business that I've navigated shifting from this like hyper toxic masculine over to the feminine and then, you know, swinging back on this beautiful pendulum. Um, okay. So I feel like I'm going around in circles, but I took notes so that I can stay on track. So that was my first um, reaction was, oh my gosh, I don't know how to do this. And then it was a shift into, I see this for the invitation it is. I see this for the invitation that it is. I feel like that is such an important mindset shift or perspective shift is when we are being confronted with something that immediate, like first is out of our comfort zone is something that we don't immediately know how to navigate, acknowledge it for the invitation that it is and reinforce the trust that you have already built up in yourself to handle situations where you initially didn't know how to do the thing. We've all gone into situations out of our comfort zone we have all learned new things where previously we did not know how to do it or what to do or we're not familiar with the process so acknowledging the invitation and then you know grounding back into our personal power to say 
I've got this. I can navigate this. I have this trust and belief in myself that no matter what circumstances are thrown at me, I am fine. I will be fine. And I can navigate it. Um, now, I don't say that lightly because that took me a long, t- a long time to get to. <laughs> that is a place that I am now in. And I, I did a lot of work with... Um, Oh my gosh, why is her Kate Decker? She was we were just chatting in the DMs the other day. I did a lot of work with Kate Decker and her program grams around personal power. So um if that's something that you want to look into, she has some great stuff there as well. Um and I might I'm gonna share at the end about a sort of small offer as well. So if that's something you want to dive into with me, there's some opportunities to start doing that through Now that we're in 2023, I've opened up offers for 2023. It's very exciting. So acknowledging the invitation, grounding back into our personal power, like we might not know right away how to do it, but we have the ability to navigate this. We have the ability to navigate this grounded in our power without compromising any of our values, with continuing to stay in this open, expansive new paradigm, co-creating with the universe. You know, everything is for our benefit. If we desire it, it's available to us, like all of that. It's like that is we're just grounding into that so we can move forward in that way. Um, And so that that is is the second stage that I got to where I was like, okay, leave this with me. (laughs) I need to go away. I need to look at the dates. I need to process. Right. I need to process, first of all, my reactions. I needed to process like what it was bringing up for me before I could even look at the dates and what I felt like I could commit to. And that is another distinction that is super, super important, is it's so fine for you if, like, someone's asking you a question to be like, leave that with me, I just need to, like, take a bit of time to think about that and I'll come back to you. Especially if it's something that has sort of triggered a response in you and you kind of want to reply right away. Again, we don't need to reply to anybody right away. That's a whole nother topic of conversation. Um, But when we are in these relationships with these people that we love and we're like, oh, wait, like sometimes you can actually say like, that's triggered some stuff in me. So I'm just going to need to take some time to clear that. And then I'll look at this from a really grounded place and I'll come back to you with an answer we can move forward with. Like when you're working with people who are also in this journey of healing and acknowledging their triggers and recognizing and being responsible for taking responsibility for our, for our own reactions and responses to things. um, It's really beautiful to be able to have those kind of open and honest conversations of like, actually this has just brought something up for me. So like, give me a minute (laughs) and then I can come back to our usual, you know, normally scheduled programming. So let me take you back. Let me take you back to how I used to plan because I feel like this is so familiar to so many of us um so I will have been in business seven years this April I believe and I spent the first four years of that in old paradigm business and basically looking at the internet and looking at the people who were available business coaches marketing experts like social media managers like whoever basically looking at the internet with the question looking outside of myself as to like 
how do you make an online business work? And so I was like consuming and consuming and consuming a huge amount. I would sign up for every freebie. I would um, sign up to every email list. And I was just inundated with all of the ways that other people had turned the experience they had in successfully achieving a thing into how other people could do the same things. And now we've already talked about on the podcast many times, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. So essentially, someone has an experience, they then translate what they did into a program to teach you the what. And more and more often now, thank goodness, people are also teaching the how, they're teaching the perspectives they had on it, they're teaching the energetics behind the strategy. Because so often, again, a topic for a different podcast, if we lead with the energetics, if we lead with our intuition and follow how that unravels the plan for us, we can often look back and see the strategy in it. But we never needed to identify the strategy at the beginning. We can lead with our intuition and lead with our energetics and we can end up in the exact same place. So do you want to lead with strategy or do you want to lead with energetics and intuition? Like, there's no wrong answer. It's just which one is more fun for you. And the one that's more fun for me is to, and the one that's more easeful for me is leading with um, the energetics and the intuition. But I like to take a look back and ground my poor little fried human brain in, look, there is strategy here. Like, look, I've led myself and there is strategy. So it's not one or the other. It's just which one is leading and the other one if you lead with intuition, you will also get strategy. If you lead with strategy, will you also get intuition and energetic input? Question mark. So I used to plan. I was a type A organized planner. I am still a very, very organized. I still have the ability to be very, very organized. I still have the ability to take a mess and I kind of love doing this <laughs> with clients. I I can take a whole lot of stuff that doesn't look like it hangs together. There's no noticeable structure. Um everything just seems to be like, you know, floating around in your brain. I love taking what feels really messy and putting structure around it. And these days I really talk about that as a sacred like structure, it's bringing back in that divine masculine and creating that container, the just enough structure that allows you to feel safe and secure so that you can allow your feminine to flow and so that you can connect back into your intuition and step back into that co-creation to that full creative self-expression. So it's super fun and now I can do it in a beautifully healthy, like balanced way. But I used to... um it was nourished. It was an ability I had that was um, that grew in the context of um, like toxic productivity and a hyper masculine way of working where we're trying to over control things that we just inherently cannot control. <laughs> and we're trying to plan things out to the nth degree to create a sense of certainty that ultimately doesn't exist in the way that we are wanting it to. And so I used to plan, um, I, I had a bizbestie through this time who I still love dearly. And we would, I remember a few times we had these planning retreats and they were so delicious. 
they were so much fun and so delicious and we basically got to talk through like what does our business look like what do we want to do what income goals do we have like what offers do we need to meet these income goals and we fully old paradigm like ran the numbers like filled out the formulas had a look at at all of the pieces that you're supposed to have, you know, with the audience growth and the conversion rates. And we like, yeah, plugged in all the numbers and had a look at what we had in each of the areas. And oh, bless us. Um, I really grin about it now because it was a it was a really fun time. Um, and we were just doing the best that we could at that time. Um, but we would do this and we would plan for the entire year as if we knew what was going to come. And we would break down our annual plans into the quarters and we would break down quarter one into the months. And then we would, you know, look at the current month and break it down into weeks. And we would intend to move through the year in this way, because this is the way that we understand or understood at the time that big business, proper business, people serious about their business, do things. Um, I was thrilled to attend Rachel Symington's Wheel of the Year play shop because she doesn't do workshops. We do play shops last week, which was all about um, running your business within in a seasonal way with the shifting of the seasons. And it's something that I had latched onto a little end of last year sometime that quarters don't mean anything Q1, Q2, Q3 has like, it's completely arbitrary. It's like when I talk about the calendar months of the year, all humans have done is like rolled out a bit of pastry, the approximate length of a year. Well, they've also defined how long a year is, but we'll just like work with that for now. They've rolled out this piece of pastry. They've picked up their gigantic cookie cutter of months and they've just stamped it into the pastry. And so everything that is on that pastry has fallen in one of these squares and there is no rhyme or reason. It's completely arbitrary. It's like um, I have a client that pays on a monthly basis and sometimes his invoice is paid at the end of a month in the last few days. And sometimes it's paid in the first couple days of the next month, which can completely change like the, how much I made each month, but does it actually matter? No, it's like, that doesn't. So I, um, if you are really liking something like that, I mean, obviously use what works for you. Um, I do have February and a February income goal. And I had, you know, a great, January $8,000 biggest month very excited um, but honestly the the months are completely arbitrary and so we need to make sure that we don't give them more meaning than they hold and I really love that visual of the cookie cutter just being stamped into the pastry being like okay we're gonna do it here and if you've ever baked with kids like my kids when we roll out dough and they go for the cookie cutters they grab the first cookie cutter and they just stomp it right in the middle and meanwhile, my brain is going, no, start at the side so you can fill in and fit as many cookie cutters into this piece of dough as you can before I have to roll it out again. <laughs> and it's just different approaches. Um, and honestly, the months don't mean anything. The quarters don't mean anything. The quarters are just let's break the year into even spaces. And we know that balance, this life work balance, this 
this balance that we all seek, this masculine feminine balance, any sort of sort of balance. Balance does not mean equal. Balance does not mean equal. And so splitting the months, you know, the year up into three month chunks, we've equally divided the measures of time that humans have decided on. But it doesn't mean anything other than a way that we've all agreed to group stuff. It's a useful way of communicating to other people who have also agreed and bought into that approach to to grouping things. That's all it is. And so now having moved into much more of a energy focused and intuitive led approach to business, the seasons and there's actual energies attached to the seasons. Um, I'm in late. So actually, I am recording this on the 1st of February, which happens to be Lamas or Lunasol for the Southern Hemisphere and Imbolc um, for the Northern Hemisphere. It is called a cross-quarter day. It is halfway between the previous solstice and the coming equinox. And these, the wheel of the year with the summer solstice, the winter solstice, with our spring and autumn equinoxes, and then if you imagine that as a plus, and then you stick a cross over it, there you get your cross quarter days. But um, the way my coach Rachel Hodgins described it to me, and I think she's actually got a podcast on this. I'm gonna have to try to remember all these things I'm I'm referencing for you, so we can link them up. Um, and she talked about it as a pendulum which obviously resonated with me because I have forever used the concept of a pendulum when deconditioning from the masculine swinging to the feminine and now coming back into balance which is exactly what this podcast is about in relation to planning and there's an energy that shifts and changes that we as humans are impacted by as the seasons shift and change so does it not make far more sense to be aligning our business activities and to be shifting the way that we work and live our lives according to the seasons that actually impact how we feel and how our energy is rather than planning to this made up cookie cutter equal grouping of months that do not affect us energetically other than we feel bad for not meeting things or we get in this like fight with ourselves because we should be able to do this, that or keep up or perform the same every single quarter. No, we don't perform the same every quarter. And this isn't even a like a woman hormonal 28 day cycle thing versus men and testosterone 24 hour cycle thing. Men are affected by the seasons and the moon cycles just the same way, maybe not the same way, but they are also affected um, and women are affected too. So this isn't like a woman thing. This is like an every human being thing. Um, and so <laughs> that was a long little tangent to say that there is an alternative, that the annual planning and the quarterly planning doesn't really mean anything. And there's another option available to us, which is a seasonal shifting instead of a quarterly shifting, which energetically makes so much more sense because we're going to be feeling these energies anyway. We are going to be affected by these energies anyway. Do you want to be fighting them or do you want to be working with them? It's really that simple. <clears throat> so um, that's just a little example of 
like how my friend and I, my biz bestie at the time, used to do these annual planning dates. And like I said, it was a beautiful time of coming together and focusing on our businesses and leaning into our visions and our dreams. And it was simply a case that we started to buy into the old paradigm of this is the only option for things to play out. Or we had to consciously be able to see how it could happen before we could believe that it could happen. Now, what if we just, I feel like Amanda Francis now, what if we believe it can happen first and we release the how? Catherine Zinkina from Manifestation Babe talks about this too. She talks about how the what and the why are what we are responsible for. What do we want? Why do we want it? So the manifestation, the vision and the energy behind the vision. The how and the when, and this is the bit that isn't quoted as much. We are not responsible for the how and we are also not responsible for the when. And because we are not responsible for the when things happen, what is the value to planning out to the nth degree? The value of planning is to create a sense of safety and security so that you can take move forward with the action you already know to take action on. The purpose of planning is to create that structure, that safety, that certainty to free you from the fear you have. It's to show you a way how something can happen so that you can believe it can happen. And I use I'm just I used to do this and I've, there's another example I'll share with you as well. But It's a gradual shift where we start to decondition from this and we start to create our safety and our security and create that certainty in our own abilities and in our ability to co-create with the universe. When we shift our trust into the divine timing that the universe has for us, that creates the certainty and the safety and security that we used to get from some other place. And so that shift is a gradual transition. It can take a lot of healing. It can take a lot of practice. It can take a lot of deconditioning. And sometimes we can just simply decide, I'm not doing it that way anymore. I've had enough. I've reached my breaking point and we're going to do it this way now. And then we work through it. So it doesn't have to take a long time, but there there is this, um, it is a transition of shifting from one to another. Um, There is a really, really old blog post. I think I might even have something on YouTube still. We'll have a look. Um, I used to love what I called planner season or planning season. Every December, January, you would get all of the people promoting their workbooks, their planners, their thing that was going to have you getting organized have you having you remember to do all the things um allowing you to to make your vision a reality to put your dreams down to turn them into goals because isn't there that quote about like oh like dreams are different to goals and like I don't know if it stays a dream it won't happen you have to turn it into a goal or some bullshit like that anyway complete bs lies from the devil we but I would love planner season and I would love creating a word for the year which I still really like as a practice to be fair that's like an intention setting it's like a guiding light thing right visioning 
still is for me super super important because that's the what and the why the vision is the what and the why so we love the vision it's then if we drop into the planning where it always felt forced for me and again this is a guiding principle like if it feels forced I'm going in the wrong direction step back into flow so flow over force every single time but it always felt forced when I would sit there with these planners and they would be trying to you know ask me like how do you break this dream down into actionable steps how do you break it down into phases what might this look like across a year or across a month or you know what are you going to do first that's going to set you up for your things later and it drops you into the how and we are not responsible for the how So anytime it feels forced, stop and navigate your way back into flow. I've talked about this on a couple other podcast episodes too, so you can go back and and take a look um, at what those ones are. Um, It can be useful for us to do a certain amount of planning. And this will look different for all of us and it'll be different for us at different times depending on where we're at in this deconditioning journey and in, you know, building up the trust we have in ourselves and, and in our co-creation with the universe. But um, that is really the sign is when it starts to feel forced, stop and take a look around. Um, so where I got to after loving planner season and just going down the like type a rabbit hole with all my planners and my colored pens and all of the things um when I had my time of awakening into my intuition into the feminine I completely dropped all of that so I let go of the pendulum that I was holding right up at that like hyper controlled toxic masculine stage um And, you know, I was a project manager in corporate in a past life. Like, I can do that stuff real well. I can project manage something (laughs) super well in the old paradigm nth degree. Like, let's put a budget and a project plan and like, let's just guess. Even then, even when I was in project management, I was like, we're all just fucking guessing. We're all just guessing to the best of our current knowledge, which leaves out a huge amount of variables that we a have no control over or b cannot have any foresight of um we're just making shit up and it was amusing then and it continues to amuse me now so I completely released all of that planning and I swung to the other side and like I said I think it was even last episode that I talked about this pattern that I've had deconditioning you may your pattern may be the same it may be similar it may be completely different like your journey is your journey but the way that I've been working over the past three to four years I still have the vision and I feel into the vision in all sorts of different ways with like meditation and with um like higher self visualizations and with future visualizations and all sorts there's there's so many different things out there um Kelly Webb has some great ones on Insight Timer Um, I'm trying to think of some other people but if you want recommendations just ask Um, you can hit me up on Instagram in my DMs and I'd be more than happy to share Um, but feeling into the vision is so important and that's a huge part of manifestation that is so available to us now that it, it wasn't available in the same way like six or seven years ago 
So the vision is super important because that is the what and that is the why. And I also feel like there's an overemphasis on sort of what we want. Um, and now in human design, I am a specific manifester, but I don't resonate with that so much. Like there's some things that I know I want. And when I know I want it, I know like sacral's like, you want that. And that is what you want it to look like. My husband and I have just found an incredible multi-million dollar home that's for sale, um, which is hashtag dream board. We were like, he said to me, which was a little bit shocking. <laughs> he was like, this is what I've been visualizing. He's like, if I dream of our, if I think of our dream house, like this is what I've been thinking of. And it's beautiful and I'm on board and we, we're just like downloading all the photos <laughs> to stick on the dream board so we can manifest the beautiful house at some point. Um, again, not responsible for the when, responsible for the what and the why. And so I even find that, yes, when I, I will know what, but I don't know all of the what's. I don't know to a level of detail, like what I want the next level of my life to look like. There's so much that I've stayed open to the possibility because the universe can do this so much better than we can. Like when I talk about in the tagline for this pod, no, not this podcast, for something, for the birthing your book, my offers around editing, let's create the experience better than you can ever imagine. So whenever we are visioning, whenever we are dreaming of what this next level could be, we're often limited to what we can imagine. And if we know what it is that we want and we can imagine it, fantastic. Like, let's do all the manifesting things. Let's, like, get in the vibes. Let's attract what we desire if we know what. But I don't think we have to know what it is before we can have it. I feel like there's an energy, there's a vibe, there's a way of life. Um, there are things that we know we love, like book editing, that I could never have landed on a what to manifest it before it happened. And yet the universe didn't need me to. It did a perfectly great job by itself. <laughs> and I just had to say yes. Um, there's a podcast episode on that story if you want to go back and listen to that one. Um, so yes, we want to have a vision. We want to have a why. I think it's really important to get into like what is the vibe? What is the lifestyle we want to live? What are the feelings? Like what do we see ourselves doing? But we don't need to go... Like, reveal the what as far as you know it now. Go into the meditations. Like, do the visualizations. But don't feel like you have to identify all of the what's before you can start moving towards them. Like, hold space for the universe to surprise you, for the universe to delight you. Hold space for better than I can ever imagine. Because when you hold space for what you want, you receive it. So if you want better than you could have imagined, that's what you're going to get. And in, and incidentally, my word for 2022 was delight. I wanted to be delighted. And I mean, the universe clearly delivered on that and more with this whole book editing thing, which so I'm on board with this approach to manifesting what I want. I'm like, delight me better than I could have imagined. Like, this is the vibe. This is what I love. This is the direction I'm heading delight me okay so we have the vision 
And then in between the what and the why, we have the how and the when, not our responsibility. That's the universe. And then we have our aligned action. Now, aligned action is one of those words that when I first heard about it, I was kind of a bit sweary because I'm like, what even does that mean? I feel like I would like to do some sort of class or workshop on like all of these phrases that I now use and understand and have integrated and embodied that when I first came across them, I was just like, this feels right, but my conscious brain doesn't have a fucking clue how to do that. So if that's you, message me in the DMs and we will get something sorted. Um, Then we have aligned action. So I have my vision and the way that I have been operating over the last three years is that I will plan what action I am taking next. Literally just, this is my vision, what is the next steps towards that vision? And I've really limited that to this week. So I have a very structured way of planning out my week that allows me to hold space while also moving um, moving intuitively through it. I feel like I need to do a class or something on that too. I think I'm going to have to re-listen to this episode so that I can jot down like all of the things coming to me and everything that I've referenced for you guys because this is a good one. Um, so I really, I would have my big vision and then I would be looking at this week. What am I doing this week to move towards that vision? And as I said at the beginning, sometimes I would have next week. But really the next week column, like reflecting today on this process, really next week meant not this week. It was stuff that I could, it's stuff that was possible to come next that could be the steps after this one that I had some idea or visibility on. But there are only ever one way that something can happen. It's never the way, the only way or the exact way it'll play out. So having like this week, this these are the actions I'm taking and then having like these are f- other actions coming next in somewhere as well. And then I would move through the week. But again, I would move through the week in a really intuitive way where if I got up to something midway through the week and it didn't feel good anymore and it felt like I was forcing myself to do it, I had to reevaluate. I had to have a look at actually... We don't force things, we step into flow. So where is the flow? And I had to navigate back to that. And that is how I have been operating my business for three years. And so then I get this invitation to plan for 2023. And I'm just like, oh my God, I've never done that. And I was telling myself the story that I don't know how to do that. And it's like, no, in that moment, I didn't have the answer, but I had the ability to navigate it and figure it out. And so I was able to take the um, dates and the timeframes that Rose had for her books through 2023. And I was able to have a look at my calendar for 2023. And yeah, there is some structure there already. I have two small children. One is going, to, one goes to school already. The other is starting school. Like there were some decisions in my life that we could choose to make, Um And we could choose to make them now. We could have a look and say, right, here are the school terms. Here are the school holidays. Um, I think I mentioned this on a a different podcast where um, when I actually stopped and had a look at, you know, what are, what's our focus as a family for this year? Like what's going on with my kids? What's going on with my husband and his world and their world? What's going on with me? I realized that especially for the first six months, probably 
nine months of this year, it's very career education focused for all of us. Um, my husband is working towards a promotion, you know, and oh my God, my daughter loves school so much. So she's just like, take me to school. And that is my happy place. Um, my son is starting school in May. And so that's another thing we're like, that's a big transition for him that we want to create space for. And, you know, me with the book editing dropping in and then shifting into this year, like, yeah, I want to have space to be able to lean into what this is and what it can become. So it was really interesting to approach the year from that perspective, rather than looking at it as 10 different categories of our lives and all the things we want to achieve in those categories and how do we make all of these things from all of these categories fit into every month of the year so they're all equally split up and equally being attended to and blah 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 no we had a look well this is the approach i had and then i spoke to my husband i was like okay here are the terms and here is what i'm feeling and here is what i'm thinking and you know once my son starts school we don't want to go away those school holidays because we want to let the poor guy like rest <laughs> and re and kind of recoup and process this whole term he's had of school before he goes into the next one like there's certain rhythms and certain ways things that we want to do approaches we want to take not that they're right or wrong they're just right for us as a family and so there were decisions that I could make and there were allowances that I could make. So I could look at the timelines for the books and I could put them against the school holidays and the term times. And I can say, right, what space do I want where? Like, what is this going to overlap with? Um, because at the time, I also had a couple other projects floating around. So I was like, right, if I commit to these, what other capacity do I have for book projects and so I decided as again a guiding principle nothing is set in stone everything can change as a guiding principle I was like okay these fiction books and then one non-fiction book at a time um, because it takes a lot of um, it takes a lot of focus and attention and I want to give these projects the focus and attention that they deserve and so I was able to look at it not from a you know trying to like squish everything in like I said I was able to look at it and go okay what do I already know when I feel into next year what do I already know about what's happening where we're going about you know the different pieces and then how do I allow space for that um, and the thing that I realized as well at, when I was looking at this is that the book editing and in particular the, the plans for 2023 for all of the Nocturnal Heart series, that is simply one layer. And this has actually been reinforced to me over the summer break uh, because the layers of life, oh my gosh. So I wasn't committing to something that was going to then exclude other things. And this is, I feel like, something... This is something we can feel when we go in and commit to things. It's like, okay, if I commit to this, it's going to take up space and time. That means I cannot do other things. And that wasn't the approach that I was taking with this. Because first of all, I am completely in love and in a very serious relationship with the Nocturnal Heart series. Um, but secondly, it was one layer of my life. There was still space for other things. And yes, it's all about choices. It's all about the right timing. But I've learned over the last years, like how to feel into the energy and how to feel when I 
and when I say feel into the energy, because I realize that sounds super woo-woo and like our conscious brains have trouble with those kind of phrases. What I do is I think about, okay, what if this played out in this way? Like what if I committed to this and I worked during the school holidays and what else is happening with the kids? And I'm like, right, I'm going to have, you know, a kid who's just done his first term of school and is probably going to need to fall apart in a significant way um, and process and blah, blah, blah. So like I can feel into the the future. Oh my God, this is literally what I do. Though. You can imagine and say, okay, if how would it feel if I have this going on and this is the context it's happening in and, you know, will I also have space for other clients or other projects? Is there the space that I want to hold still available? And we can feel into it. And so now from having done this quite a lot, I can tell with like how I feel, I can get this feeling of it doesn't feel right versus that feels really clear. Um, and if it feels kind of cloudy and it feels like it can't really land, then I'm like, okay, um, we just don't know the answer to that yet or this is not the answer to that. And I look for the clear energy and I look for that clarity. I have a really good example of this um, and I want to wrap up soon. But in 20. 19 I was putting together my vision board for 2020 and my biz bestie from my planning days um, had come over to New Zealand in 2019 to visit and I really wanted for a few years I'd really had the desire to go and visit her in Portland and I wanted I had a whole I have a whole bunch of like people that I had known from my business like through business and through her and her different networks and so I was like I really want to do that and so I was creating this vision board and as I was doing it I I wanted I like wanted to travel to the states to visit her and have a trip and I didn't know how it would happen and I didn't know how it would work out or whatever but I just wanted to have that on my vision board but every time I felt into it it wouldn't land like I essentially put it on my vision board, um, but energetically something was off and I knew it was off and I was kind of putting it there because I wanted her to see that I was committed to coming to visit her the way that she had been committed to coming to visit me. And then of course 2020 happened and COVID happened and of course I was never going to travel to the States in 2020. Like it just, you like, just was never going to happen like energetically I didn't know the circumstances but energetically I knew that that was 2020 was not the timing for that and so we can trust in divine timing and we can trust in our co-creation of the universe but we do also have the ability within ourselves to feel into these different options and when we start practicing this we will start to feel when the path is clear and when it is not. And so then we we can know and we can start to trust that I do these things when the path is clear. And um, Ebony, who is my support queen, had a beautiful example of this with her own intuition over the last weekend. She was meant to go up to Auckland for an event. And the day before she was meant to go up, she just had that intuitive hit of like, I'm not meant to be there, don't go, etc, etc. Now, it takes a good amount of um, growth through this journey to be able to identify the intuitive hit of don't go to the fears of not going to something. So I just wanted to footnote that. Um, 
But so she honored that. She had no reason. There was no logical reason that she had other than this intuitive feeling. And so she told the person that she was supporting for the event, she was like, I'm really sorry, but I can't come. I don't have a logical reason or explanation for you. I'm just, I can't come. And then Auckland ended up getting a whole hell of a lot of rain, huge amount of flooding, etc. And then she's like, of course, that was why. That was why I wasn't meant to be in Auckland that weekend. And so it's not a case of us being like we're not disconnected we it's not that we don't have any foresight at all of the divine timing we just need to lean into it and learn how to feel into it and read it in a different way so (laughs) I what I was able to do was feel into the year and get that clear sense of right yeah these things feel true for my family these are the school years these are some of the structures that are already in place that we're working with um and i could feel into okay how would i feel having um you know doing this level of it like doing the first pass of a brand new book is very different to doing the third like print proof line edit check for typos pass of a book so there was definitely an ebb and flow and the other beautiful thing working with Rose, but also just working with clients who, like I said, either want to work in this seasonal way or already are practicing working in this seasonal way. She had already lined up all of the books to the seasonal timeframes. So it just felt really, really good. Um, So <laughs> long story short, I was able to commit to those dates and I was able to do it from a really good place. I could have just said yes without going through this whole process, without, you know, looking at what it was bringing up for me and what it was triggering me. I could have just said yes without thinking about it and just committing to it. And it also would have worked out fine. But I've made many decisions with a say yes and like put my head in the sand and pretend I haven't done it. I want to say yes. I want to make my decisions from a grounded, empowered place. And so I went through this process so that when I went back to her and I committed to those books for 2023, I could commit to them with like a huge amount of excitement. Like I could meet her in where she is with being excited about these books and being excited about the process and about being excited about being on this journey together and sharing this journey together. I was able to really show up for her, but also it, I create such a more enjoyable experience for myself in the context of doing this work by having gone through this process and making a really aligned, grounded, empowered decision for me. And we both know that as we go through the year and as we work through the books, we're going to constantly be checking in and saying, do these timelines still feel good? Do these timeframes still feel good? Now that we've edited two more books, like how much time do we need? Like we're constantly checking in, not constantly, but through the process, we're checking in with each other to say, does this time frame still feel good? Do these dates still feel good? If other things come up, we are both completely trusting in divine timing and that if anything needs to shift, it'll end up being better than either of us could have imagined and it will be for the best of both of us. Um, 
And so that, my loves, is where we finish this story of where I was invited to plan for 2023, freaked the fuck out, navigated a whole lot of stuff from my past experience to get to a very, very good, aligned, proud, empowered like place moving forward um, with these projects for 2023. Now, I mentioned earlier in this episode that I have new ways to work with me in 2023. I have opened up the first offer, which is a clarity week of voice messaging one-on-one with me. It's Monday through Thursday with a wrap-up on the following Monday. And I have some information available in the context of my book editing and my book coaching. But this clarity week is really available for Anybody who wants to have my insights, my perspective, my brain and my approach on their life and business so that you can get clear on your next steps. And I feel like this is such a great episode to um, follow up with this offer because I've just explained a whole lot of how we can move forward with our visions and lean into like where is the path that feels very clear and aligned? Where is that? How do I navigate back to the path of flow? It's like often we have the spin of mess in our head and we're like, okay, what's my intuition? What's fear? What's ego? Like, how do I navigate these things so that I can step into a more seasonal way of business or so that I can, you know, just create the experience better than I could have imagined Um, and there is a lot of deconditioning to do and it can really help to get someone else's brain and perspective on your situation it's that outside eyes looking in that can see things that when we are in it we can't it's the same reason why I invest in coaches and mentoring um off and on all the time. So if that is something that interests you, uh, you can send me a DM on Instagram at Karen Hewson, or you can drop me an email, Karen at KarenHewson.com. And let me know that you are interested in booking in a Clarity Week with me. It is 444 New Zealand dollars. Um, I'm going to hold, I don't know how many spots. I'm going to do a few spots for that price. And then I'm thinking about raising it after that. Because I'm just, I'm really excited about chatting with you. About talking with people about where they're at. And really helping them navigate to that place of clarity and confidence. So that they can have a whole lot of fun moving forward doing what they love how they love it in a way that continues to light us up and support us in moving forward so if you would like to ask me anything or to book in a clarity week please get in touch If this has resonated with you, I would be so grateful if you could share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, share it out onto social media, send it to a friend who you think might be interested. If you do share it on social media, you are absolutely welcome to tag me. You can find me at Karen Hewson on Instagram, and I'm around about the place on other socials at Karen Hewson as well. If you're interested in learning more about me and more about how to work with me and what I'm up to, then please do check out the show notes and we'll make sure that all of the links to all of my things are there for you to have a look at. So thank you so much for listening and let's go on this adventure that is Birthing Your Book podcast where we share this journey of experiencing full creative self-expression.